0: You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. We're going to have a good show, man. I'm pumped. Thanks for getting the intro going, Scott, because uh, as you know, technology, not always our friend, but Something that is always our friend, football. And Scott, I am ready. I am locked and loaded for Baltimore and Denver tomorrow at home. Undefeated Broncos. Are you kidding me right now, dude? How excited are you? I mean, just as a pure football enthusiast, sure we got love for the Broncos, but you got to respect and love watching the Ravens play football as well.
1: Well, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it for several reasons. One um this is I mean I don't I hate to say first real test but let's go ahead and we're going to say the Broncos have already become the team that we thought they could become they're they're there they're whooping up big time on teams that they should be beating up on that's all you can ask them to do right Kind of like when I'm evaluating players and they say, oh, he didn't play any competition. Well, that's not his fault. Is he dominating Oh, no, Scott.
0: Scott, you're wrong, though. What about everybody else? All I heard all week was you didn't beat the the Jets enough. You didn't beat the Jags enough. You didn't beat the Giants enough. And I'm going to ask you because what I say to that is baloney, malarkey. (laughs) There is no such thing as an easy win in this league. Injuries happen almost every single game. The Broncos are witness to that. So I appreciate that you're bringing out the fact that the Broncos have beaten these teams by double digits. I mean, it's been decisive wins, something we haven't seen, right?
1: They've been, they've been convinced. Well, let's, I'm going to go one step past that. We haven't seen the wins, let alone the decisive wins. So the Broncos aren't in a place right now as, as a franchise over the past couple of years where they can take any wins for granted. So going out and whipping these teams thoroughly and handily. And I, I, I talked with, uh, with Nick a little bit. I, I kind of can, compare this team to to snakes I said if Casey is the the viper the quick strike right now the Denver's playing like a big constrictor you know they just they just grab teams and they just squeeze a life out of them it's not fast it's not flashy but at the end of the day it's pretty convincing so I don't think we have to worry too much about people overlooking the Broncos after this game should they take care of business what do you think
0: the Broncos are not in a situation where they should overlook anyone. They are still the Broncos. I still have. No, I'm
1: talking about other people overlooking the Broncos right
0: now. They're still. Oh, the... like the national? Yeah, no. I if here's the look thing: at power rankings. And to that, right. I
1: say, I say, you know, people are saying, "Oh, they're not beating this team enough." Well, to me, Dude. I disagree. And two, right. it doesn't matter. There are no all style right, no. wins I... in the NFL. They're just wins. Here's you win all of your I games. Say to that. They put a ring on your finger.
0: You know, there's no style points. The wise guys in Vegas still have the Kansas City Chiefs as the odds-on favorite to win this division. And, uh, you know, they're going to bounce back. We know it. But to deny the Denver Broncos any sort of respect, that is bizarre to me. But it's not surprising. (laughs) This has been a team that's been a bottom feeder the last five years uh it, it's we gotta see it and i don't blame broncos country for having a little bit of hesitation now i see mostly excitement when i'm out and about in the mile high city and uh, i'm not seeing a lot of negativity where i see that negativity scott it's all over social media as you well know and please get at me at luke patterson lp that's <laughs> to you scott scott won't scott won't add me or follow me on twitter and twitter means the world to everybody I right so scott right please i'm I'm, I'm desperately waiting right now. Get to Scott at Scout Kennedy. Scott, you and I have had numbers for like a year. I know I, I text you when I need you. Vice versa, I hope. And it's just so funny. Social media, right? Most important thing ever. Well, that's where I'm seeing this, Scott. I'm seeing all these doubters, haters. I'm seeing the Drew Locks. Still in there. I mean, Come on now. Tay is playing great. And before we go any further, I want to acknowledge and just tease, I would like to get your thoughts a little bit later on in the show here on My Insiders. He's Scott. I'm Luke. Thank you for joining us as we get ready for the Broncos Ravens tomorrow. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any
1: service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner
0: find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price.
1: That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle
0: to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Um, One thing I want to pick your brain on and start thinking about it as we get into the show the storyline between Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not so sure a lot of people know that. And you're a scout, you just like me. We love to get after it. We love to get on the road. We love to evaluate. So I would like you to enlighten Broncos Country a little bit because there's so many storylines. But before we get anywhere, let's say what's up to some folks. Dylan Von Arks, first off, first off, thank you so much for everything that you do. It was cool to see that you made it out with the boys last weekend. And I hope you are doing well. George N- Newton in the house. James Grossman. Uh, what's up, Dylan? Going, what's up, Broncos country? Always bringing that huge energy. Jay's in the house. In the shop, Willie, I see you. Sit in there for just a second, and we're going to get to some supers. But we've got U.S. Dave coming in here with, a, I think we're going to score a lot of points. John D. Herrera saying, what's up to Scott in the house? Uh, we're super pumped to have Scott in the house. Greg Smith. What's up, Greg? Greg's a huge, huge friend of mine. Uh, he's been supporting me since the very beginning. The male model, I see you there, Mo. I'm not gonna forget you, buddy. And my guy, Chris Hernandez, is in the house. What's going on, Chris? I'm about to see you on the Peloton. Because Scott, I was on this huge Peloton workout thing, and then training camp happened, and that was my excuse. So, you know, this schedule, this life is crazy. It's not easy, but I would have it no other way. Uh, KB82 coming in That's kind saying. Of I know he, that, dude. That's K R K B, RKB. He needs yes. to change the picture. Yes, He's yes. a good-looking guy. He keeps himself in good shape. He travels the world. He's a handsome gentleman. You need to change your picture on there, KB, and let me see what's up. Saying, what's up, fellas? Lamar should play. Uh, throw that back up there for me, Scott. You're absolutely killing me. Lamar should play, but let's see how he feels after he takes his first blindside hit. I love it, I, KB. I, wanna, I, I wanna see you. I that
1: one a little bit. No pun intended. Uh, watching the game against the Lions – Lamar got half of his yards basically on one run he took off and got about a 32 yard run early early on in the game and he lowered a shoulder and took on the safety and my initial thought on that was if he does that against Denver he's not going to last not the way that Kareem Jackson throws his body around Kareem will cross body block him and they might both end up limping off but you know Baltimore can't afford to lose Lamar Jackson that's for darn sure
0: Kareem's going to kill somebody. I mean, he'll kill his own teammate. Just ask AJ Bouye last year around this time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he can't afford those hits, but he can withstand them. I feel like Master Yoda right now because he's a G and he's like, you are reckless when he's talking to Anakin. Well, so is Lamar. He's got all that raw talent, right? He's polishing his skills as a passer. I'm not completely sold. I hate the Josh Allen comparison. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are not the same quarterback. They are both MVPs, in my mind, in their own rights, but they're two stylistically very different players, so got to get off my little soapbox there. But let's get to some supers. Let's open it up. It's my High Insider. She's Scott. I'm Luke. We appreciate you guys joining us. And let me know, let Scott know, how are you feeling about this Broncos game? We got people all over the board. I get a little nervous before game day, so we'll see how it goes. But Shane Daniels is weighing in with a $5 super. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, The better defense will determine this game. Hashtag go Broncos. Uh, Shane Daniels obviously still believes that defense wins championships. I've always subscribed to that. I still do. What say you? about which defense here uh, has a little bit more going for
1: him. Well, I, I'm going to expand on that because Shane, I think Shane means, you know, whoever plays better defense because right now, I don't think there's any question who's got the better defense. Uh, you know, Baltimore is known as a defensive team. That's kind of their brand. But right now this isn't the days of Ray Lewis, you know, Ed Reed, Charles Suggs, you know, these, these guys that just made a, a living and a name for this fire breathing defense for the Baltimore Ravens, this is Lamar Jackson's team. This is an explosive offense. They're leading the league in rushing because Lamar Jackson has half their is their leading rusher with more than half their rushing yards. So if you can contain him, stop the big plays, easier said than done. You're you can score points on this team. So the better defense is the Denver Broncos. Will they be able to play better? Because you know, you're not playing defense versus defense. You're playing against Lamar Jackson, they're playing against Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, the the better defense, it's Denver Broncos.
0: Well, and here's something else that's just kind of interesting, and I wrote about it in my Keys to Victory that you can read on mahighhuddle.com, published last night. It's doing well uh, because Broncos country, you guys show us love, and we appreciate that. So uh, one thing that's interesting is Jackson's already had 35 rushes for 251 yards and two tutties. Well, it doesn't sound too impressive for Lamar, right? Here's where it gets impressive. 13 first downs with his legs. 7.2 mm-hmm. yards per carry that's a league best uh but here's the thing broncos country lamar loves to cough up the ball he mm-hmm. love. he's got some fumbling issues right now i'm thinking of you know what was it ronde barber with the new york giants having to secure that ball maybe we got to get lamar some of those skills and here's right, a little funny
1: carry the ball around campus trying to knock it out of there
0: Blue balls, you know about the blue balls here in Denver, right? With Coach Studisville? that's what I'm afraid he would do. to say that
1: phrase on air. He would, I'm, I'm not,
0: in I'm not. And here we go. Here's the blue balls theory that happened with Coach Studisville when he was the running back's coach with your Denver Broncos. Any running back that fumbled would have to cover a football with a blue like wrapping and carry it with him wherever he went. So you fumble, you're getting blue balls and you got to take those blue balls with you everywhere you go, the cafeteria, the locker room, meetings, practice, everywhere you go, you got that blue ball. Well, Lamar needs some blue balls because I am tired of seeing a player of his caliber (laughs) play so reckless and then cough up the ball because he absolutely killed all momentum that his team had going when, dare I say, the Las Vegas Raiders stole that first primetime win against them. Well, and we want to say thank you to Muhammad coming in with a five dollars super. Mo. you must be the smooth, the smooth killer. You, you always, smooth baby, killer. always, man. Mo's, Mos so kind, man. i've I've been called much worse than that, than well, that. And Mo, and, uh, Mo builds my ego up and he makes me feel good. he's He's our m h h male model. And uh, I think that's baby Malik right there. If I'm not mistaken, Mo. I hope you're doing well, buddy. It's good to see you. And you know, we got to get Mo on the show. I'm going I'm just gonna say it right now. I'd like to start opening the show up as we get going this year. And um, you know, it's MHI, so I'm gonna do what I wanna do. Scott, Nick, part of the crew, we're gonna get some some a Broncos Country on air. I just I gotta have it. So Broncos Country, stay tuned. DeAndre Witherspoon, my guy. What's up, DeAndre? Uh, another huge supporter. Um, appreciate you coming oh, in. Broncos up? can beat the Ravens, they're unbeatable. So four and O's the goal tomorrow. Absolutely love the energy, DeAndre. What say you, Scott? I
1: think they of course they're 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 beatable. I mean, this isn't for you, DeAndre. This is an overriding theme I've seen. They're they're two and one and just squeaked by, literally, by a bounce on top of the crossbar with a sixty-six yard field goal. The Detroit Lions. this this isn't the 85 bears we're talking about
0: Oh, now hang
1: on a minute. there's an age check see how old everybody is if you remember the 85 (laughs) bears someone might say say a new team but
0: easy here's here's where i'm going to challenge you on that i'm going to pump the brakes we just said there's no such thing as an easy win in this league right not i know they're lions they make stupid decisions well you know what we could see some stupid decisions tomorrow if i'm being completely honest i wasn't if i'm nitpicking I felt like we could have got some field goals last week. Maybe some timeouts could have been utilized, but that's me being get off my lawn guy. So we got to give the Ravens their due there, but no, they're not the defensive pass. There's no Terrell Suggs out there. Uh, Calais Campbell, you're going to have your hands full with that. Sounds like Dalton's going to try to strap it up tomorrow being, I'm trying to dig in through the scenes a little bit. I'm hearing people are thinking he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to be on a limited snap count. I would expect to see Quinn Miners come in at left guard. So if you're looking at Calais Campbell and you didn't know Derek Wolf, I saw it in the, in the chat earlier. Sorry, folks. I'm really disappointed. D Wolf is my guy. Um, that's, that's tough.
1: Um, going back to, uh, you know, just the, the follow-up, because that was, that was DeAndre on Facebook. And then Brandon came in on YouTube, just back to back. Says Luke and Scott, do you think the Baltimore emotional win against the lions will create kind of a hangover, if you will? No, mm,
0: great no. question.
1: Uh, and the reason why is because there's a quick celebration, but if anything, that it's a wake up call that they can't just go out there and put their helmets on and beat anybody because Detroit is at the end of the year, people are going to be talking about them as battling for the number one overall pick and you just barely beat them. It's a road win. Again, there are no easy wins. We we've, we've established that, but this team obviously doesn't look invincible. For goodness sakes, I think we're giving the Ravens too much respect. The Broncos are favored. It, it's basically an even, it's a pick right now. And then the Broncos get the home point advantage.
0: So, so isn't that plus five because the home team gets plus three and they're at a plus yeah, it's two usually right three. now.
1: Yeah, it's usually three. So what's the, what's the last I saw the line? It was, it was about three, wasn't it? So has that moved in the last couple of days?
0: i think you're about right I haven't heard that it's moved I'd be shocked if it did the only way it's going to move is if there's a dramatic injury where Lamar's not playing and he's gonna play folks Lamar's trapping it up I know walk-through is walkthrough whatever's whatever but uh no I think it's you gotta respect this team I hear what you're saying they're not unbeatable I respect and here's everybody they're professionals here's uh, I just, uh, do I have I just, to do I, I, I have don't to respect hear the every
1: talk or the the juggernaut talk. No, the, the, the Broncos are every bit as good as this team, if not better. If anything else, if this was a Ravens broad podcast, we'd be talking about, you know, are we good enough to beat Denver? Because Denver's here's, flying high right now.
0: Here's the problem the way I see it. And here's why you got to have just a little bit of doubt. The healthy respect, let's not Ew. call it doubt. A healthy, hang oh. on, A healthy respect. Oh, I'm they an Atlanta
1: sports fan, I've got ba-
0: nothing but cynicism <laughs>
1: coursing through my veins.
0: The Baltimore Ravens have two things that the Denver Broncos don't have, and they're two huge things the quarterback and the head coach. Those are two huge things that Denver. We don't know if we've got him. Teddy's playing great. We love him. Teddy, I love me some Teddy. You know this. But is it sustainable? Vic Fangio, uh, the team seems to be buying in, and it's a collective unit, and it's cool to see Coach celebrating. How do things go after the first loss, the second loss? Because I'm telling you, Broncos country, it's coming. This is not going to be a team that goes undefeated. They need to learn from some losses. It's the the NFL. It's the (laughs) NFL, baby. But, like, you got to have respect for Harbaugh and that staff, Wink, or Martindale, rather. Uh, You know, it's just one of those things for me where I hear the hesitation, but Broncos country is going to erupt tomorrow scott it's gonna be loud the ravens are gonna be uncomfortable it's gonna be rocking and rolling i see so many people all over twitter all day saying it's my first broncos game and how many years i am ready to see it baby i am excited let's go
1: so we're we're gonna absolutely have to get a, a prediction out of you because the way you're talking out of both sides of your ears right now i can't tell who you actually think's gonna win
0: Ooh. this game Everybody loves a tease, baby. Everybody loves a so, tease. Uh, in the shop with Willie, appreciate
1: you being here. And, and Willie, I followed you just to get at Luke. I knew that <laughs> would bother him. I knew that would bother him. So Willie,
0: I, 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 Willie, I got you, baby. I got you. I'll come for you, bud. I appreciate you so much. Hey, I hope you and your family are doing well. Thank you so much for joining Scott and I here on MHI Tonight. And hey, in the shop, Willie, uh, I've grown to not dislike Scott these days. That's good. Uh, we like Scott here at MHH. He's a good dude. But Willie... What? Willie ch- Willie be chirping me. I'm,
1: I'm still the same a hole I was. I haven't changed. No, I'm just I'm just teasing. I'm hey pre- Willie, pre- I appreciate uh, you, Willie.
0: Willie, uh, how's, how's, who how's who hang came on in real quick? Hang on, real real quick, Willie. Willie, how's Drew lock playing right now? I just wanted to ask real quick because Willie and I go back and forth on that. Uh, and that's the thing, folks. It's okay to disagree, and it's okay to give each other grief. It's okay to have fun. This is football. I know we we cover it for a living. Uh, we're analysts. We love to do what we do. But when we're talking with you guys, I want to have fun, and that's what we do on MHI. And speaking of having fun, Chad Jensen, man, he's at a at a wedding. The boss guy's at a wedding, and he's donating uh, some hard-earned dollars—twenty bucks. Appreciate you so much, stranded wedding dollars. And uh, I could see Chad right. The ceremony's going on, and he's got his. His earbuds in, and he's watching MHI as this goes down, and he's just hoping none of us curse or do anything, or my internet quits out again. So appreciate you so much. Speaking I think of chat,
1: back up. So whatever ham, whatever you were feeding that hamster, I think you got it going full. <laughs> it was, the, it, the hamster it was, wheel was slowing down there for a while. Uh, well, I mean, and a couple. Of the the uh, I want to mention the contest again, real quick. So yeah, last sure. month uh it was 250,000 stars on Facebook and the YouTube uh top 5 YouTubers were included as well for the Justin Simmons jersey hit goal so for tomorrow the new goal will be announced on the gut reaction show the drawing will be done on the gut Re- gut reaction show for the Justin Simmons jersey all of that goes down tomorrow so make sure you're here and that's a good time for me to say hello to Michael Ranquillo. Appreciate you being here and throwing that. Mike's cigar. in the running.
0: Mike's Mike, I, I'm hoping your your chances are good, just like all our cats that we love. Gary Leeds Palmer, Howie Freaking Day, James Grossman. Like everybody, hope you guys get this because that's really cool. And man, I we gotta get Chad giveaway at Pat Sertanzers. Yeah, I'm seeing number twos around the mile high city, and I like it. I don't, it's cool. I don't
1: think that'd be a tough you figure he's gonna be around for a few years, right? See, I I I'd always be nervous with something like that. I think the last Jersey I bought. I bought a, a Jason Hayward jersey for my son. And then he was gone two years later. I'm like, all right, I'm going old school. <laughs> um, I'm buying somebody that's got their name on the Ring of Fame. If I'm if I'm doing if I'm doing anything else. Well, uh, and I'm gonna appreciate you coming in here and dropping some stars too.
0: I'm not a Jersey um, guy. I'm just not like my mom, you know, we'll get her jerseys and stuff like that. The Carl Mecklenburg Jersey, of course, you know, vanilla, vanilla gorilla. um, Absolutely love it. But no, man, I it's cool though. Cause I like to see other people wearing their jerseys. I don't know if that's weird, but I like to see, oh, okay. How many active Broncos are, are out there? You see a lot of Sutton's out there. You see a lot of Judy's still, Uh, you see a couple of fans here and there, but you still see Shannon Sharp, John Elway, Terrell Davis, Eddie Eddie Mac. I, I don't mean, know about
1: y'all going around Denver, but when I'm going around Atlanta, the two jerseys I probably see the most of?
0: Prime time. Cristiano no prime? Ronaldo
1: and Lionel Messi.
0: Who? Never heard of her. <laughs> I, never heard of either one of them. We, yeah, uh,
1: those are the jerseys I see the most on the kids are, uh, are the, 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 the international the The kids. Footballer. I'm
0: not talking about the kids. Man, these kids. I had kids kids these days what's up patriot brothers giving some love 499 i think these are our guys i think these are my guys zach and duke if if it is let me know in the comment section because they're both good friends of mine scott they've been rocking with me since the beginning they're going to be friends of yours they're great great guys and appreciate you guys so much 499 baby i'm looking
1: forward to the next uh the next get together i'm going to make it a point to be out there i I wasn't really as integrated when this got planned, I wasn't nearly as integrated with this community as then, But shoot, this is this feels like family now. So and, and speaking of family, David Wilder throwing in some stars right now. It says, I feel good about this game. How do you think Lamar's injury will affect his mobility? Uh go ahead. Go ahead, Luke.
0: It won't he's gonna take the same risks that he did um he, he's an athlete he's gonna probably take the needle if we're being completely honest you're getting a little bit of novocaine up in there yeah, and I'll- that's just this is the nfl man it, sorry um never meet your heroes either by the way just kind of an nfl analyst thing who covers these guys for a living don't meet your heroes uh they're all the greatest guys ever you know but just don't meet your heroes. Here's the thing. He's going to be numbed up and he's going to play the way he plays. He's the MVP for a reason, folks. And to think that he is going to be hesitant to think that Harbaugh is going to tell him, Hey man, just sit back and sling it. No Lamar, do what you do. It's one of the things that I respect about the Baltimore Ravens offense. When they fully committed to Lamar Jackson, they bent that entire team around their quarterback strengths. Once they did that, they were able to invest in some other positions. You look at the animal that they have on tight end, Mr. Andrews. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. I'm a little concerned about him. Mm-hmm. Justin Sternat, Alexander Johnson, who's coming off a great game. Can't speak highly enough of him, but you got to put some respect on their name. So I would say that uh, Lamar's probably going to still play the same way, but how's he going to be playing in the fourth quarter when all those hits start to take a, a And tor- that was the word I wanted
1: to use. And I want to say thanks to Chris Hernandez coming in here, sending good vibes for a four and over Sunday. Sending more than vibes, dude. Uh, Certainly appreciate you um and you know, and come- chris
0: and chris real quick a good friend of mine and a veteran uh please let us know if you're a veteran it's very important to uh to the american community to the worlds to this nation that we recognize y'all for what you do and i know chris is a is a proud veteran so appreciate you guys so much each each man and woman and their, your family that have served our country appreciate you chris saying send a good vibes for no go broncos click those little thumbs up guys
1: and, uh, in the shop with Willie can, Willie, can I just call you Willie or do you want me to say in the shop with Willie uh, as we do this because uh
0: call him Willie.
1: I, I like I don't I don't want to call you Willie if you know that you don't like that. So let me know Free. in the comments here. Free Willie. Um, uh, but he was answering your question. I hope you're doing well too. Locke's playing well on that sideline I'm sure. you know what? if Teddy's keeping Locke on the sideline, that means Teddy is playing well. So if Teddy's playing well, everybody in here should be happy,
0: right? You bet. And here's something else. Teddy Bridgewater is not impervious to injury just because he is playing well. You can be an NFL quarterback that is playing extremely well and get hurt on any given play on any given Sunday. So I will say Drew Locke has completely embraced his role as a backup. I'm giving Willie some grief. And, Willie, I'll get back to you and we'll chat like we always do, man. Appreciate the love. Um, But you just got to respect Drew Locke's role. Drew and Teddy from everything that I've heard from friends, uh, they get along great. They consider each other friends. That's something that you want, because if Teddy goes down to injury, who's the first person that's going to be there to help Drew? It's going to be Teddy. And that's what you want on this team. So Teddy could get hurt this Sunday, in which case I do feel good about Drew Locke coming in, because I think it would give him an opportunity to appreciate and learn under one of the better quarterbacks, at least this season.
1: Um, and the, the before I interrupted myself because I was blown away by Chris Hernandez's uh, super.
0: He does uh, that to you, man. Chris does that. He's a huge, generous gentleman.
1: It was one of the other comments about affecting his mobility, and it was it was a different itty word that I was thinking of, and it was his longevity. and And Luke hit on that. I, I, I think his mobility will be fine, but how is he holding up in the fourth quarter? Is he still out there if he doesn't protect himself a little bit? Which is tough. It is it is tough to change old habits when you've gone out there and you've taken on guys and you've run around and you've played loose and free until a couple of those injuries start taking their toll and father time starts knocking on your door. It's, it's hard to dial it back a little bit. So you know, the the question is, (laughs) does he see, does he the four, does he see the fourth quarter? You know, if he, if he doesn't dial it back enough, he might not. Um, And it's not just Mm. the, the blind side hits. It's not somebody just coming in off the backside. Uh, you know, part of his game is extending the pocket. There's a, there's a comment in here. He's been, uh, he's been sacked six, uh, eight times with six yep. turnovers from James, Yep. you know, in, in three games. And part of that's because he's trying to extend the play. He's trying to make something out of nothing instead of just, you know, Tom Brady in the ball and take a step to the side, get out of the pocket and spike it at a running back's foot a guy with his mobility and agility is willing to try and make something happen, which how he gets 13 first downs, that Luke said earlier, but also will take a sack, an extra sack from time to time. And those are usually the sacks where like the one and two yard sacks where he's trying to break through the pocket and gets, gets taken down by the net around him. Um, so they're not I would, I would guess that his sacks are probably pretty low, on yards per you know maybe two three yards each that's just my gut instinct uh could be completely wrong on that but my eye my eye test tells me that he's getting sacked once he tries to run the ball and not getting sacked in the pocket
0: i'm gonna just say it and i don't say it with any sort of insult attached to it but lamar jackson is selfish with the football because he's empowered by that, Nate. Like, his team is down. They are okay with it. Hollywood's down with it. I mean, Andrew's down with it. Ricard, their offensive lineman playing football, is down with it. Fullback. You know, it's that's the offense. That's who the Baltimore Ravens are. But you know what? The Denver Broncos have themselves a sack artist. And it's, his name is Von Miller. And if I'm being honest, I've watched the Raiders versus Ravens probably about four times. I've been obsessed with this kid named Max Crosby and I'm nervous as hell um, with, with Max Crosby pass rusher for the Raiders. And he pretty much provided a blueprint for how to get after and rattle Jackson and two sacks, five quarterback hits It completely frustrated uh, the former MVP, and that is Vaughn is a much better player. I mean, for goodness sake, Vaughn's totaled four sacks in three games, folks. He's got this thing going. Malik Reed is officially on the stat log now. Do not sleep on Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris. They're going to be getting after it. Uh, The Baltimore offensive line, Scott, I'm not impressed with, if I'm going to be honest, watching so much Baltimore film this last week. I don't think they lamar does them any favors and i don't think he, they do him any favors either oh, and,
1: and frankly the defensive line doesn't scare me that much right now either i mean this this isn't calais scare
0: me calais scare me man calais calais yep. is a man among boys you man. can
1: you can typically double team one guy you know you can take one guy out He he's gonna need some help uh gregory miller coming here i'm so glad scott thinks broncos are gonna lose i'm positive he's clueless <laughs> um i think that one's actually a little funny because i actually think the broncos are gonna win what's up Um, greg i've been sitting here trying to say for the first 25 minutes of the podcast that i think the ravens are getting way too much respect from broncos fans and if anybody if this was a ravens podcast i'd be worried about how are we gonna beat that denver defense if anything happens to lamar we'd be in deep trouble they can run the ball teddy's taking care of the ball so as far as new, normally, I'd say reading comprehension. But as far as this specific comment, I'm not sure I'm the one that's clueless on this. But hey, appreciate you uh, appreciate you jumping in on that.
0: Yeah, thanks for tuning in. That's all. We love to have jabs at each other. We know it's all good fun. And uh, so what do you got to do, right? You can't take hey, life listen, so I'm serious. Not saying
1: I'm not clueless.
0: No, no, we're
1: not because I think the Broncos are going to lose.
0: I'll tell you when I'm coaching (laughs) when I'm coaching flag football for the first time every Tuesday and Saturday, I feel pretty clueless, man. I'm trying to get all the help I can get, but it's all in good fun. But here's the thing. Here's something else I want to touch on real quick and we'll get back and open it up to the rest of Broncos country because we've got a lot of eyes on us and I want to make sure we get uh, enough time for everybody. The Broncos need to feed the three-headed tight end monster that they have, especially this week. Jerry Judy is not on the field. KJ Hamler is not on the field. Tim Patrick, do not forget. He's banged up with a knee, I believe. Cortland Sutton's still coming back. Um, Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, don't get me wrong. They are dogs, and they are going to eat, and they are going to eat a lot, but... Don't you have to feature Noah Fant a little bit more in this offense? I would love him as another receiver. You bump Albert O, Eric Saubert up, who's a complete wide tight end. Uh, The Broncos now need to switch from the wide receiver depth that they had, which is starting to go down significantly, over to the tight end depth that they have because all three guys are relatively healthy, Noah Fant included. What say you?
1: Well, I, I highlighted this comment from James it says David Moore is going to make a big impact. Uh, and the, the reason why I highlighted that is because I don't think he should. Um, I don't expect him to not yet he Does if he does, that's a little weird. There's there's so many weapons on this team. We talk about the depth. I've mentioned before to, to y'all when, when we start saying who's going to be the key guy, who's going to be the key offensive player, who's going to be the big weapon that's going to make the difference. And. Seven names will pop up. Well, now it might be just down to five. Because there is so much talent across the board. Now it's time to make sure Cortland Sutton looks good to me. Oh uh,
0: damn uh, good. Good.
1: You know, there's there's certain things because of his size that the, the ACL I think he can recover from soon, sooner than someone like KJ Hamler. But because of his size, he's he's not gonna worry so much about the quick twitch, but I also saw him break inside, go right. Go left, cut back upfield. I'm like, all right, that's a guy who feels good about his reconstructed knee. He's got faith in his knee again. Because sometimes the last thing to really come around isn't necessarily the physical. It's the mental aspect. Do you trust it? And then getting back to what Luke is saying, let, let's see Noah Fant. Let's see Tim Patrick. Let's let's get a couple extra touches and, um out of the backfield to, to both of the running backs. I don't necessarily want David Moore. If he does, great. But he shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. You should spread the ball around the existing receivers more. There might not be 12 targeted receivers. It might come down to nine, and those guys will get more targets. And that's okay. The guys that are on the roster are very, very talented.
0: And that's something that the Broncos are finally being able to utilize on. What's up, Clayton? I see in the chat Shane Daniels as well saying TP is going to go off. Um, Gregory Miller saying he got us mixed (laughs) up, so he must have been taking a shot at me as being clueless. There we go. Hey, I totally own it. Just ask my
1: wife. I'm not going to say I'm not clueless. Hey,
0: just ask my wife. She'll be the first to tell you. Um, (laughs) Timmy P (laughs) is going to be consistent. Scott's exactly right, man. Teddy B is Dealing. He's the dealer at the table, making sure everybody's got a card and they are ready to play something that he will continue to do. Uh, his leadership has been phenomenal. But before we open it up for a little bit of some score predictions to Broncos country and we get some final thoughts. Here's the thing I wanted to pick your brain on. Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater, mm-hmm. they have been connected for a very long time, Scott. Uh, can you fill Broncos country in just a little bit as to why two dramatically different quarterbacks have been linked together for so many number of years and this is their first time squaring off?
1: I, I, honestly, I really can't. I've learned more from, from Chad on this because when Lamar was coming out was when I had made the move to California. So okay. I, I was starting to get more into the administrative side of the of, of Scout, you know, CBS 24/7 type of business, sports illustrated fan nation for the last six years. And I kind of missed Lamar Jackson coming out. Now Teddy, yeah. on the other hand, I was still living in Georgia. Um, I was Southeastern recruiting manager, so he was Teddy was one of my guys. Um, and I watched Teddy go from I watched Teddy down in Florida, I watched Teddy at camp, I watched him at the, the opening which is the biggest prep football camp in the country for prospects. Um, It it used to be, and you may not even remember this, it used to be they invited the biggest teams for a seven-on-seven tournament. So they invited Teddy's team up there. I think he was at Miami Northwestern, right? I'm getting so old I can't even remember anymore. So I watched him win that thing playing safety. So he was a phenomenal safety up there. So I've watched Teddy for a long time. I kind of missed Lamar until he got to uh Louisville. And I'm watching him going, Oh my god, that's Michael Vick. That's a bigger version of Mike Vick with the the flick of the wrist, arm strength of his, the quick release, all the tools in the world that are just raw, raw as can be, but just playmaker after playmaker, and just a, a, a video game cheat code that he was at Louisville. So I I didn't get to see uh Lamar as much until until he got to college, whereas Teddy. You know, I feel like, no, you, like I was
0: Uncle you pretty much him. No, you pretty much summed it up. They're both South Florida kids, right? Teddy's obviously a little bit older than Lamar. Uh, they both went to Louisville. I see Broncos country obviously putting the dots together, the most educated fan base in the NFL. I'll say that all day, every day, uh, traveling all over the road and meeting other NFL fans, Broncos country. They know their stuff. But here's what I found bizarre is like when Lamar was coming out, they're like, he's the next Teddy Bridgewater, and you got to think about this as like Teddy before the leg injury when he was much more s- scrambling esque. He was able to move a little bit, he could never Teddy, move.
1: Teddy could have been a division one safety or wide receiver, absolutely, absolutely, could've, absolutely could've been.
0: but it wasn't the same as lamar and i say that with all due respect but Mm -hmm. there's only vic said it himself this week coach fangio it's like barry sanders is playing quarterback back there i mean hall of fame barry sanders but it's so you do connect those dots they're stylistically two different quarterbacks but they have been connected i think it's going to make for another interesting storyline i'm also curious to see you know b mac versus justin tucker uh two of the league's best kickers kicking at altitude how great would it be if Brandon McManus spoiled that record or a 67 yarder you know Vic's been going for it on fourth downs and stuff maybe maybe coach is going to give kicker some love this week man and yeah, say you know what
1: it like the end of the first half or something like that I mean that, that's the thing about a field goal like that it, it not only is it you know almost impossible to make it's almost impossible to convince your coach to give you a shot you know, the, the right, the absolute right situation at the end of a half or the end of a game down two or three, one, two or three has to present itself with time gone. Because you certainly don't want to give the other team a snap from that spot because they're automatically a field goal range going the other direction. That's that's just that's just crazy. Uh, we might we might see that one stick around for a while. We might see that one stand for a bit.
0: It was, yeah, and I like Justin Tucker. He's a cool cat. Read about him, folks, if you ever get a, a spare time. I know kickers, I don't give him a lot of love, but our good friend Kane Dawson is here. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Thank you for joining Scott and I on Mile High Insiders tonight, presented to you by Mile High Huddle. Uh, saying the Broncos will be the worst 4 and 0 team in NFL history. Kane. You Kane, know what would be really
1: fun? You Kane, know you really should be fun? a
0: writer. Kane, you should be a writer. Get at my guy, Chad Jensen. Tell him you want to start writing and covering the Broncos because that is a headline of a story right now because you know what's going to happen, and we're going to get into predictions, but if the Broncos beat the Ravens, there's going to be the yeah buts that continue to happen. Yeah, but Lamar was hurt. Yeah, but. 20 of their running backs were hurt. Yeah, but there was no Derek Wolf. Yeah, but every other thing. So Kane Dawson, I see what you did there. I like the creativity. Uh Scott, what do you make of that? The Broncos would be I the worst thinking, for team.
1: Like like I said, there are I no style, there are no style points. There's no style points in the NFL.
0: Just ask Lamar. That's why he was hurt. Now, John Harbaugh could tell me, oh, he hurt himself on another play. No, he didn't. He hurt himself two weeks ago against the Kansas City Chiefs because he's so obsessed with beating Pat Mahomes that he had to do a little front flip where he landed on his back. I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Uh, That's what's going down with, with the Baltimore Ravens right now. So, bro, before you're doing front flips, try to emulate Pat Mahomes with some quick throws immediately. You'll last longer in this league. Protect yourself.
1: Protect yourself. You're worth about twenty something million a year. Protect yourself. Uh, you're you're much more valuable on there. But th- what would be really really fun is to be the worst twenty o team in NFL <laughs> history. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah, they, they won twenty straight, but they weren't they weren't worth a damn. They didn't That's- beat anybody that's uh, really fun. That'd yeah really no
0: fun. i like that kane i like it a lot man that's that's really really good um you got a lot of comparisons obviously i see it in the chat to cam and i did the comparisons yesterday i ran through them but you know without context and stuff they are two different players too so i'm not going to lump him in i do agree with you i see more of a, a mike vick and you know what Ed no, Donatel, that's,
1: like, that's what i was going to say with with Teddy, and and two things I want to say, and then then we can move on from from the the Teddy Louisville thing.
0: Yeah, we'll get some picks going.
1: Is one, Lamar probably doesn't end up at Louisville if Teddy wasn't there first. Teddy changed the fortune of two teams. Teddy was such a special person player in Miami, Florida, in, in Dade Broward, that area of Fort Lauderdale and Miami. It's kind of considered one area, Dade Broward, the two counties that when he didn't go to Miami, he really hurt the Miami Hurricanes. And I'm not sure they've recovered, honestly, in 15 years since then.
0: Thank God and he didn't go. I mean, what if it hurt him? You know what change. I mean?
1: And he changed Louisville, the perception of, of, of the Louisville Cardinals at the same time, where then they go and get a guy like Lamar Jackson. And it may not have been 100%. I mean, it may have happened. I'm I'm just spitballing here. But my instincts tell me that – Teddy being at Louisville played a big part in Lamar Jackson being there. And the other part of this is saying that Teddy could play wide receiver or defensive back. That's me saying he was a good enough athlete to do that. The difference between a guy like Lamar and Mike Vick is they weren't good enough athletes to do it. They were the best athletes on the field playing quarterback, which you don't see at this level. You see that at the high school level and be- and lower at the youth level. Usually those guys move to different positions. These Lamar Jackson is arguably the best athlete on the field every time he steps on it. He's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mike Vick, that wasn't even arguable. He was the best athlete on the field when he stepped on there, and he's playing quarterback. That's the difference between those two athletically.
0: You know what would be cool is if like, you saw one day, just like a what-if, if you saw like a quarterback like a Mike Vick consult with Lamar Jackson. Or, like, you know, here's how you last a little longer. Cause he only, you know, Mike Vick, Lamar Jackson. If I had you know, only
1: known then,
0: you know, cunning like Cunningham, some of the best running quarterbacks of all time. Like, I wonder what they would tell these younger guys now Steve, that they've Steve been through Young. it. Hindsight's 2020 20, and our guy, Seth. What's up, Seth? Seth Harmon in the house tonight on MHI. Here's a good question. I'll kick it to you right away and we'll start getting into some picks. Uh Seth, I love it. Who's going to turn it over the most and by how much? Either a Denver Bronco or a Baltimore Raven. Go for it.
1: Denver hadn't turned the ball over yet. Oh, yeah, a couple fumbles. That's right. So, but, but Teddy hasn't turned the ball over. I'm going to go two to one. Broncos win the turnover battle two to one.
0: Okay, dude. The Broncos. What's the Broncos turnover?
1: It's about time for Teddy to lose one, isn't it?
0: Mm, not against this secondary. This secondary is weak. But sauce. Even a ball,
1: you know, a, a sack from behind, a fumble or something like that. So uh, for four games without any kind of turnover, that's that's pretty special. I mean, so Ooh. I'm going to say a tip ball, anything freaky. I, okay. Teddy's going to Teddy's right. throw, throw his first interception this week.
0: All right, I got Lamar fumbling at one time, and uh, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't think he's going to be passing a lot, and his passes will be short and accurate. He's going to take over the middle of the field, he, and he should. Uh, he's got to go after Justin Sternat. He's got to go after Alexander Johnson, because otherwise, who are you looking at? You're looking at a stud group at secondary with justin simmons bryce callahan kyle fuller uh pat sertan i mean ronald darby's going to start getting in the mix in the next few weeks again so uh it's going to be interesting brian d coming in what's up brian thank you for joining scott and i hope you're doing well i predict three sacks two from bond holy cow i will say if that happens right now the broncos win the game two sacks from brawn i'd be happy with one sack but who else would be getting that other sack, Brian? I mean, Malik Reed. I'm waiting for Malik Draymond. He's got to eat sooner or later. Um, man, I love it. Maybe you see something weird this week. Maybe you see a delayed safety blitz from K-Jack. He's athletic enough. He was. He played cornerback, for Christ's sakes. Scott, I mean, until he got to Denver, we know he can run. We know he can thump. Anything can happen. I absolutely love it, Brian.
1: And, and, <clears throat> and Vaughn has the type of athleticism where he can get some of those follow-up sacks. You know where he flushes, because that's where Lamar is giving up his sacks. He gets flushed, takes off and runs, and by the time he's deciding to take off and run, someone's already got a running start, and they're able to drag him down, again, for a, a two-yard loss. He's, he shouldn't be taking those big, huge sacks. I don't think he's taking too many of those. The ones I've seen are, are where he's getting caught. Now, one of the things I see, and, and I disagree with, is talking about the pressure you put on him. And, you know, blitzing him and these type of things, I think the blitz can be a little bit scary with a guy like Lamar Jackson. Because if you blitz and lose containment, that's one, at least one less guy you've got to keep him in front of you and not give up a big play. Where Detroit was having a lot of success, they'd show seven. They'd drop a seven-man front, rush four, and drop three. Now you got a big net. Now you got a seven-man net around you, and he's got to beat, beat you with his arm and try and do that which he can especially if marquise brown will catch the balls that that, that were coming his way and
0: he will he will
1: you can't i, I don't want yeah i certainly don't want a game plan against marquise brown dropping big passes that's that's not how i want a game plan but he <laughs> no, did have
0: you have you seen all over this week when other people have been calling him like anaheim brown and stuff like different like instead of hollywood like just totally he'll he'll get it trust me just like the jamar chase thing hey <laughs> jerry G- i heard i heard around. i heard people saying you know jerry judy thought he should catch the ball you know like hey it happens having,
1: having lived in la for almost 10 years that stuff becomes funnier i, I get those <laughs> references you're like oh yeah he's you, know, you you watch uh you watch entourage and you get it when they start talking about sepulveda boulevard and rodeo and no <laughs> south <of here> <laughs> good over Rodeo. Old Red-
0: good old rodeo. Okay, I, I get
1: all these inside references now it, it's it's funny
0: Here we go. It is time for our picks of the week. I'm going to get going first. Here we go. Here we go. I have got the Denver Broncos beating the Baltimore Ravens 30 to 27. It is going to be a dramatic game. Do not think 30 to 27, a field goal. It's going to be tough. It's going to be so tough and it's just going to be a good football game that it's going to be a last-minute heroic kick from our own kicker, Mister Brandon McManus, your captain of the special teams for the Denver Broncos. They go to four and zero. We hear some yeah buts, but we finally get a little bit more respect put on this team, the twenty twenty-one Denver Broncos. 30-27. Well,
1: here's the, the the takeaway from that for me isn't isn't the the win or even the three-point win. It's the score. You're two touchdowns over the over. So yeah. if I'm listening to Luke Patterson. All I heard, Luke says take the over and take it big.
0: I say take the over, man. I I I think that under I know it's a 2 o'clock game so apart in the reference and the you know, but well, under the bright God, lights golly, was, players
1: I'm I'm, players, I'm a touchdown under the under.
0: Special players do special things and I think that they're gonna they're so enamored with Justin Tucker that they're gonna just kick about everything that they can too. So I wouldn't expect a weird day where maybe he gets like four field go- field goals because the defense is playing so well. But you're gonna see some bizarre things. If you see a pick, maybe it's a pick six that was a tipped ball. Uh, maybe uh-huh. it's a hey, God forbid it's a kick return. 106 yards or something like that that happened last weekend I think is what it was but I think it's going to be close Scott I'm really curious to hear how do you see this game going what's your my prediction? first
1: instinct my first instinct which when you're doing these type of things you're doing prediction is usually usually pretty good um until I start you know getting emotionally involved with a team in the community like this. And then it's, it's then all bets are off. <laughs> Have you and, noticed that
0: everybody in the staff picked Denver like, then you're bunch of fanboys. It was, it was, yeah, it, it,
1: then you're, <laughs> you're biased. but I like I, my first thought was like twenty three thirteen somewhere in those woods Uh, for, and I, I think Denver's going to win. I think Denver's going to win this game. I think they've got the momentum. I think they've got the home field advantage and flat out. And most importantly, I think they're better. I think Denver Broncos are better, just flat out better than the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the best player on the field still suits up for those guys with the birds on their helmet, and, and Lamar Jackson is a game changer. So he can all, – all bets are off depending on what he does, but they've you've got enough talent on defense to contain him, and if they're not playing perfectly, like against the, the Detroit Lions, they're in trouble. You know, they this team scored 17? Yeah. Well, 17 well, points against the Lions? They're they're not, they're not in the same stratosphere of defense as the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos are much better on offense across all phases. They've got better running backs, better quarterback. I don't know enough enough about the offensive line, but you know it's it can't be more than a push and better receivers.
0: I'm seeing a lot of a lot of honesty here. I'm wondering if we got some of the Ravens flock. Is that what they call themselves? Those animals in Baltimore. Um, but they're seeing seeing a lot of people saying Broncos are gonna get punched in the teeth. Y'all aren't giving the Ravens any respect. Trust me, I respect the Ravens. It's Scott mm-hmm. that don't respect the Ravens. Um, no,
1: I just think we're we're given too too much Tommy. There's too much fear factor, and I was right in there too, dude. I, I'm I'm of the AFC North. Oh, and This God. is the roughest, toughest, meanest. You you, you put in a, a Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh Steelers game from eight years ago, and it's scary.
0: I don't buy it Cleveland. Is, I don't buy Cleveland. I'm I still not, don't. That,
1: listen, I was born in Akron, Ohio, and you cannot find a more cynical God. bunch of losers. There's not many of us around. As a Cleveland-born Atlanta sports fan, the only way I could get a championship was when they played each other in 95 World Series. And, and that was still close. I thought the world might end before someone was actually crowned champion. So I'll never buy Cleveland until it actually happens.
0: World Series? Never heard of her. This is M-H-I. <laughs> H- no, I re- respect, man. Respect. In the shop, Willie coming in. Detroit has a far better O-line. I hear you, but a lot of the decision-making was weak. That last comment I wanted to speak on just real quick, uh, Von Miller. We do have Von Miller. Von Miller still proving that he can change games defensively uh he's afc defensive player of the month no,
1: that's that's a good
0: shout tommy for so sure. tommy i shout. like i like that best guy in the field von miller i can hear the argument but let's be honest just a second tommy we all know it is lamar uh let's go back five years that's an interesting conversation well, and,
1: and, let's, and let's say this if, if if von miller is the best guy on the field this game is done and dusted
0: Right. Ooh, our guy had him getting two sacks, man. Yeah, if that,
1: if if Von Miller, if Von Miller, if we come out of if we come out of the game on, on Sunday and say Von Miller was the best guy on the field today, it's a, it's a it's a it's the Broncos' cruise to a win. What you have to do is make sure that Lamar Jackson isn't the best guy on the field because that's the only way I think Baltimore is going to beat Denver, which is possible because he's very capable of being the best guy on the field, especially a guy that's got the ball in his hands half the snaps. So well, as long as long as you keep Lamar Jackson from going off, which again, easier said than done, across the board, if you except for that X factor, I, I think Denver's better than Baltimore.
0: I do too. And you just gotta think offense can help beat Lamar Jackson if he's on the sideline. How do we do that? feed pookie uh melvin gordon's dealing with some bruised ribs i do expect him to start the game i do expect him to have a very good game like he did last week and so i did write action i did write my keys to victory or my my takeaways last week vaughn is earning more dollars just real quick we'll wrap up vaughn vaughn every sack every award everything else he's earning up dollars so you gotta know george payton the broncos are probably wondering hey That bye week's coming up here in a few weeks. At least we got to start thinking about it before the bye week. Um, uh, maybe you come to some of these guys, a Tim Patrick, a Cortland Sutton, a Vaughn Miller. Maybe you try to lock them down a little bit earlier. Something that I am curious to see if that will come to fruition, but Javante Williams, I am ready to see him get after it. I know that Javante was extremely hard on himself, Scott, uh, with that fumble. And, uh, I, I was watching with some friends, something I never do on Sundays just cause I'm on lockdown, but it was a birthday with some family. And, uh, um, um, they're like man that was a good hit that's you just can't that happens and it's like no Pookie's better than that you got to lock that up you could not be doing that in the red zone I don't think they're going to punish Javante I think Javante has been punishing himself all week and I think he is ready to come out on fire I listened to him at the end of the press conference and he was he's was pissed off he's like they're like tell us about your first touchdown as a Bronco He's like, yeah, it was cool, but that fumble can't happen. And yeah. that yeah. is where you have a special rookie in Pookie.
1: There's there's two things that will keep you off the field, no matter how talented you are as a running back. One, you put the ball on the ground. Two, you get your quarterback hit. And so far, Javante Williams has been spectacular in, in blitz pickup. And now he just needs to take care of the. the hopefully this was just an anomaly. I, I'd be willing to bet that it is.
0: Me too, and he's gonna it's a rookie mistake, right? We were kind of waiting because he was being perfect, and maybe I said that earlier too. I don't know if it was last week's show or writing an article. I was like, dude, he hasn't had that mistake yet, and you jinxed him, and hey, things happen, <laughs> and we'll have to see how it goes. Um man, it's it's gonna be just absolutely amazing. I see Clinton coming in here saying Vaughn's gonna have three sacks. Man, people, people are getting after Vaughn. They're loving him. I love it. Tim Durr coming in here. Uh, Vaughn Miller, three sacks with Clinton. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's going to be tough. That's going to be really tough to do because if you're Vaughn Miller, you got to play Lamar Jackson a bizarre way. You can't just rush up the field because, yes, you're Gumby, but he's Barry Sanders. So you got to somehow wait almost like after you get upfield for just a second and see where he's going to go because Vaughn's still showing scott even though he's old still has that lateral quickness and you're seeing him shut down running backs and stuff like that no, some people I, aren't I, talking about
1: you know you look at a guy and the guys make their names because of the sacks and you don't realize until you watch them play after play what a complete football player von miller is he'll extend and and set his edge like an all pro i mean he's he's terrific at it so if you didn't think that Von Miller can play the run, it's because it's because you haven't watched Von Miller. So I didn't know. Ignorant. Ignorance is okay as long as you're. Ignorance just means you don't know.
0: Not, e- don't not know even Scott. Hard. I mean, it's hard in training camp, right? Because running yep. game doesn't really exist, and he's an aging pass rusher. He's coming off, you know, like sacks are one thing. You're right, but when you see it, oh, yeah, you, you see make, it against the Giants. Okay, you make, you make your fine. name.
1: You make your name with the big sack numbers, but his ability to be a complete defensive end outside linebacker football player is an underrated aspect of his game and i think he's getting someone like him has been underrated i think he probably has been
0: and i think he's getting a lot of that from teddy if i'm going to be honest devon is embraced i'll do whatever i got to do so this team can win football games and i think that's a new mindset now it could be not just because of teddy Vaughn's a dad Right, Scott, you're a dad. We talk about our daughters before every show, our kids, you know, and and that changes your life, it changes your perspective on what's important, what's not important. It changes I never knew what
1: fear was until I was (laughs) a dad. It
0: changes right, it changes (laughs) you as a man, and you have to lead and try to nurture and grow this baby into a great, beautiful person that can go out in the world and do good things. That can only make you better. That's what I'm seeing from Vaughn. So when they're asking, hey, Vaughn, how does it feel to be AFC Defensive Player of the Month? I've seen Vaughn light up at the press conferences two feet away from him. And he'll tell you all about how great he is. He didn't really do that this time. He's like, yeah, man, I'll be chilling. Uh, that's great and everything, but we're winning games. And Von Miller, he's, you know, he went from Super Bowl to bottom of the barrel, Scott. He's tired of the individual awards. He's ready for some more hardware. He wants to be known as one of the best. Uh, he played with D Ware. He knows what championship gold tastes like. And he has bought into the leadership that Ted, Teddy Bridgewater has brought.
1: Well, and there's, there's such a good mix of veterans and young players on this team. The young players haven't tasted success yet. So I don't think any of them can get cocky enough to say, "Oh to, to say, oh, we're on a good run and overlook somebody." No, no, I remember what it was like the last couple of years when we were losing to these teams. We, we got to stay focused. and the, 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 the veterans have been through both of them. They know how good it can be and how bad it's been. and by God, I want to get back to there. So it, it's just it's a really good mix of not just young players and veterans, but also guys looking for contracts. young guys that are looking to get their first contracts and some veterans that are playing on the last year of a contract
0: that's why you're seeing melvin gordon play so well i believe a lot of healthy
1: competition with players like that
0: Mm. broncos country you are hours away you will wake up tomorrow is game day in the mile high city for a second straight week and I know we got to go on the road next week, but that's next week. I don't care. I'm not even going to be watching the Steelers game. I am so locked into the Ravens game tomorrow. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it because I can't believe I'm going to say this relevant football is back in Denver. No more quarterback carousel. At least right now here in week four, we know who our guy is and that guy is Teddy Bridgewater. He is three and zero with his Denver Broncos with, this many turnovers folks is zero. Teddy has oh. played perfectly and uh man, you got to feel good if you're a member you're, of Broncos. You're going country. on the road
1: against a team that right now isn't playing very well. So, but I got I got news for you and I know this is going to be a, a huge statement Broncos country. You're not going undefeated. You're going it's okay. It's okay. You'll drop a game here and there.
0: Now take it, it sounds like you're ready to take the raid Now we've reversed the role. See what we do here. See what we do here because we each, here's the thing. And I love you to death. Nick and I do it too, man. And it's car. All of us, we do it. We're like, we all feel the same way because we're like, oh, man, we got this. Well, you know what? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up and be drinking coffee, getting the bubble guts, getting nervous, like, man, do we got this? Or is it just me? Well, Am I freaking on, out?
1: again? You're watching this boa constrictor team of the Denver Broncos, and it's mid-second quarter, and you lose
0: 7-3. Exactly. Exactly. It. Well, and this here's still, here's the thing. I still, still have nightmares of Raheem the Dream More, I... I'm not gonna say I hate the Ravens. I detest the Ravens. I don't like them. Uh, I respect them. I can't stand purple. I don't buy into their Edgar Allan Poe crap that they do out well, there. Remember,
1: remember, I told you I was born, so I, I'm not allowed to ever like the Ravens <laughs> with, uh, with with them eking out of uh, you know sneaking out of cleveland like that many 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 years ago
0: oh yeah Um, yeah they let you in the middle of the night do not forget that So I love history in general. I love history, but especially NFL history. And maybe we got to open up a show. Maybe we need to get some history shows going, Scott. That would be fun. Um, But, guys, that's a wrap. Here we go. An hour came and went. Scott, thank you so much for joining me on MHI tonight. You can find Scott Kennedy on Twitter, at Scout Kennedy. You can find yours truly, at Luke Patterson, L.P., Get on over to milehighhuddle.com. This is the Mile High Insiders. You can follow us on Twitter at M-H-I underscore pod. On Twitter, that's at Mile High Huddle. If you guys want to get your swag on, grab yourself a, a hat. I saw y'all release some hats. For, I, well,
1: I went for, you know, I, Well, I still have some hair, I, I tried. Actually, I'm afraid. I've got heavy lights up here, and I'm afraid of what it would do if I put a hat on. So I, I try and not have the hat on. But what I did order was my Broncos for breakfast 15-ounce mug.
0: Those are well, and the hats. If I don't don't quote, cool, it. Mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were like this super sharp gray. Yeah if i remember like it was a it's a pop gray it's not just one of those faded white grays it's like a a super sharp gray almost like when seattle wears some of their alternatives and their grays it's a super super sharp gray get on over to huddleuppod.com store grab yourself an mhi hat before you do that uh because we're rocking all over i know that colorado flag is so sexy and it's so awesome and guys hey here's the thing the october giveaway that's going to be announced tomorrow all right on the gut reaction show with chad jensen and zach kelberman i believe they kick things off as soon as the game is over pretty right much. scott yeah i mean much. that game that the game ends up, that well, game once ends. The final
1: whistle goes because with any luck at all this one's over early
0: so <laughs> when the final whistle blows i say thank god because finally the nfl gsis publishes their stats and i can finish my article and get it published try to have it published and you'll see an article from yours truly coming out, my takeaways from the game tomorrow as the clock hits zero. But the fellas will be at it tomorrow. Scott and I will be back at it on another date, I am sure. He is Scott. I am Luke. Broncos country, get ready. The Ravens are a beatable team. Denver's going to do it. 4-0 is coming. Be good and go Broncos.